0: ان الحمد لله الذي نحمده ونستعينه ونستغفره ونؤمن به ونتوكل عليه ونعوذ بالله من شرور انفسنا ومن سيئات اعمالنا من يهده الله فلا مضل له ومن يضلل فلا هادي له ونشهد ان لا اله الا الله وحده لا شريك له ونشهد ان محمدا عبد الله ورسوله صلى الله تعالى بالهدى ودين الحق ليظهره على الدين كله وكفى بالله شهيدا صلى الله عليه وسلم تسليما كثيرا كثيرة أما بعد فإن أستقل الحديث كتاب الله وخير الهدي هدي محمد صلى الله عليه وسلم وإن شر الأمور محدثاتها وإن كل محدثة بدعة وكل بدعة ضلاله وكل ضلالة في النار قال الله عز وجل في كتابه الكريم بعد أن أقول أعوذ بالله من الشيطان الرجيم قالوا أنت فعلت هذا يا بآلهتنا يا إبراهيم قال بل فعله كبيرهم هذا فسألوهم إن كانوا ينطقون فرجعوا إلى أنفسهم فقالوا إنكم أنتم الظالمون ثم نكسوا على رؤوسهم لقد عَلِمْتَهَا ما هؤلاء ينطقون قال أفتعبدون من دون الله ما لا ينفعكم شيئا ولا يضركم أُفِل لكم ولما تعبدون من دون الله أَفَلَا تَعْقِلُونَ قالوا حرقوه آلهتكم إن كنتم today I will continue speaking with you about the exchange Ibrahim alayhi salam had with his people after he took that provocative action of destroying the idols in the temple while they were all away and they come back to this shocking scene and they say, who, who dare could have done this? How could somebody have done this to our gods? And somebody did say, to, this is what I left off with last time. Um, قَالُوا سمعنا له This is ayah number 60. They said, there's a young man we've heard about. We've heard a young man that was talk, talking about them. And it's interesting. لَهُمْ يَذْكُرُهُمْ لَهُ Ibrahim, He was mentioning them as if he can't stop talking about them. He's constantly bringing them up, and he's called Ibrahim. So we've overheard his name is Ibrahim. So they said, bring him before the eyes of the people. So they want to have a town hearing, and they want to have basically a lynching, if you will, right? They want to put him in front in public, and this is the one who blasphemed against our gods. This is the one who's desecrated the temple, and the entire collective anger, the the the, the you know the mob anger, is against this one person. And so they put him before, and he's young, he's a young kid. And then they've, they've all ganged up, and the entire town is ganged up. They said, You? Did you actually do this with our gods, Ibrahim? So the anta, and then the fa'alta again. Fa'alta has anta in it, has you in it. And the anta is before it also. And this is out of shock. How could you do this? You? Really? You did this? And it's also like when you're yelling at someone and you're pointing at them, you, it was you. You did this, didn't you? <laughs> it's like that. And so the rage of the crowd is captured inside. anta uh, You did this? And it's not even what you, you, they could have said, did you break the idols? Did you destroy? Did you desecrate? Any of the verbs that describe the act could have been used. The word fa'ala is just to do. And that's as if to say they can't even get themselves to verbalize. It's so bad for them. And this, this is what you did. So it's there's this disgust and there's this uh, overwhelming rage that renders them almost ineloquent. They, they're not able to express themselves properly out of that anger, and so they say this, Ibrahim, ya Ibrahim. قال, he said, فعله كبيرهم." No, actually, Baal is إبطال. They say, "No, actually, the fact of the matter is, the كبيرهم Hada, this this big one of theirs, he did it." He did it. Now we know prophets don't lie, and you've heard the story from, you know, childhood and it's, you know, sounds like he's not telling the truth. But you know, sometimes if I, if you ask me a question and I answer you knowing that you know what I'm saying is wrong. Right? You already know what I'm saying isn't the truth. And I say it anyway. Why are you late? Well, why you know, or why didn't you do that homework, or why didn't you why why didn't you call me? You know what? Ask AT&T. Mm-hmm. Ask the cell phone carrier why I didn't call you. <laughs> they must have done it. It's a cover- You already know. You're being sarcastic. You're giving a smart answer, and he's saying, "Oh, so oh, you're 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 mad at what I did? No, it's not me. It's obviously, this big one." I mean, he's the only one, the only suspect here that survived is their big one, right? So, I think you should be paying your attention to them. And he's basically turned this around, and he's keeping his cool, they're losing their minds. And you have to understand, before, they tried to intimidate him, and that failed. And now he's flipping, turning it around, they're trying to intimidate him again with rage, and he's acting completely cool. And he's saying, no, well, you know, makes sense, right? You should just ask the big one, right? Right? Isn't that what you want to do? Come, I on, you ask him for everything else in your life. You ask these idols for everything else. So he says, now look at this, فَعَلَهُ كبيرهم, The big one of theirs did it. aluhum, Then ask them. Who's them? Those gods. I mean, clearly, those gods, you didn't worship those gods, they were just tamathil right? They were just representations. Those gods didn't die according to you. they're statues, they're offended. Those gods are offended that you broke their statues, but the, the gods aren't dead, right? Well, if they're not dead, why don't you go ask them? They'll tell you. And they're so mad they should be speaking with you and telling you exactly who did what. So in Kanu, if they can still speak, if they're able to talk, why don't you go to the pieces of the statue left and say, "Who did this to you?" You know? And this is an interesting. Comment that Ibrahim Ali made is not just a sarcastic comment or a cynical comment. There's something behind it. If you study different religions that have multiple gods, right? Whether it's Greek mythology, Norse mythology, Hindu mythology, doesn't matter. When you have multiple gods, there are conflicts between the gods. They they create a, a story about gods that are insecure, that want to mark their territory, that are constantly looking at the advances being made by another god and making sure they stay in their place you stay in Hades, I'm gonna stay over here you know, you know? and there's, there's constant wars between them killings between them so and they, they use human beings as their pawns in their games against each other so when gods are at war against each other constantly in every mythology this is the case that they don't get along with each other because Not any one of them has all the power, so they have to power-share and whenever you have to power-share, there's conflict, right? Where did they get this idea from? Well, they got this idea from human beings. When human beings have to share power, there's a problem. When siblings have to share a room, there's going to be fights. When business partners have to share responsibilities and and profits, there's going to be arguments, right? When different parties are, uh, you know, a conglomerate government of different political parties, there's going to be arguments and clashes and territorial markings. That's, that's what happens. And so they create a religious story that's more a reflection of who they themselves are. You understand? Like it's, they're projecting their own behaviors onto those gods and then back towards themselves. And Ibrahim alayhi salam has been very well acquainted with what they believe from childhood. And he's using that entire story of all these gods and how they're all against each other. And well, eventually they just had enough. Of each other, And the, the big one just had enough of all these smaller players that are trying to get at him, and he just got rid of all of them. <laughs> that must have happened. I mean, from the stories you tell me, this isn't all that far-fetched. So you should, ask it, you should ask them. They'll probably tell you. You know? From the other side of it, shirk, by definition, is to believe in weak gods. By definition. Because whenever you don't believe in Allah alone, the supreme being, the supreme master and creator of all there there is alone. Whenever you have multiple gods, then not one has all the power, it has to, to be shared. And what that does then is, I'm going to go ask god number one, and if I don't get what I want, I'll just go to number two. Right? By the way, it's an interesting example of shirk, it happens in households with children and parents. I'm going to go ask dad, but if he says no, my backup plan is mom. And then sometimes I'll use mom against dad or dad against mom and watch the show in the back and make sure I get what I want. You can pit one against the other and get what you want and slip by. Or you're the one in trouble, but you stir them up against each other and their focus is off of you. Now they're too focused on each other, right? And with this silliness that, that happens inside of a household, with this kind of thing in mind, if you study a lot of mythology and a lot of what happened between supposed gods and their stories, you'll find that it's a lot of what's happening in the kitchen and what's happening in the living room every day, right? So when he says, go ask their big one, or, or go ask them, they'll tell you who the perpetrator was. kanu كَانُوا If in fact they have been speaking, because you, know, you go to them and ask them all kinds of things, this is a pretty big thing to ask them. فَرَجَعُوا ila أَنفُسِينَ This is where the Qur'an tells us something a historian cannot tell us. If somebody was watching this story take place, They'd be able to see Ibrahim alayhi salam break the idols. They'd be able to see the rage of the crowd. If you had a video camera, you'd see the rage of the crowd. You'd see Ibrahim alayhi salam standing tall and responding. You could see all of that. A camera can capture it. and A microphone can capture their, their sounds and their, their conversation. But you know what, what a camera cannot capture and a historian cannot capture? What's coming next? فَرَجَعُوا and fusihim. <أَنفُسِهِم> they retreated. They went back deep inside their own selves. So they journeyed into their own minds, is if Allah is saying. These people, when they heard Ibrahim say this, for a moment it hit them so much that they went inside of themselves. They returned within them. The literal languages, they returned within themselves. Is as if Allah is describing that each one of us, there's a world inside us. There's an entire world inside of our thoughts. Right? And we have certain assumptions in that in that world. And we see the world outside based on the assumptions we have inside. Those assumptions create a filter, a lens on our eyes. And because of that filter, we see the world as it is. When Ibrahim said that, they had to go back and check some of the assumptions on which their entire worldview was built. They had to go inside themselves and question. But that thought process or that moment of, you know, aha moment that they're having, nobody knows they're having it. They're not saying it. You can't tell what somebody's thinking. You know, some people believe they know what somebody's thinking. "Oh, I know it's on your face. From your face, I can tell what you're thinking. No, you can't. They're just scratching their face. No, they were just thinking about breakfast. you know, sometimes between husband and wife or a family member, and- "Hey, I know what you're thinking." No, you know. Yeah, I do. I know exactly what you're thinking. Oh, I was just thinking that I'm hungry. No, no, you're not telling me what you're thinking. <laughs> All right? You know, the idea of being like, somehow you have the psychic ability to read a face and tell exactly what's going on in somebody's brain. Now you could get lucky and get it right, but the world inside is pretty big. And your mind can be in any any place. Allah is capturing in His history, in the Quran, things that human beings cannot capture. What's happening in deep inside the mind and the soul of a person. And so when they go deep inside themselves, then they said, Innakum, antum Antum, you no doubt. You, you're the ones that are wrong. Now they're talking to themselves. And they, you know, when someone talks to themselves and, and says, I'm wrong, they, use, they would use the word I, right? I'm wrong. But what are they saying? You, you're wrong. As if you are having a conversation with yourself outside of yourself. You know, like you're having a talk with yourself as if, you split away from yourself and are looking at yourself in the mirror and having a conversation. This is, the, this is the epitome of self-talk. And deep inside them, they said, you're the ones that are wrong. You know that you're wrong. Innakum <inaudible> What Allah is teaching us here is sometimes people are very angry on the outside. And when they hear the truth, it makes them even angrier. It makes them really angry and for a split moment they look inside themselves and realize that their anger is misplaced and the one that they're angry with is actually right. Now here's the crazy part. Two people are having an argument, one person's right, one person's wrong. And the person who's right says something to point out how wrong you are. And instead of accepting what's right, that's far from what what happens, or even acknowledging what's right if you were being offensive before the only you figure I have two options either I should accept that they're right but that would be a kind of defeat and defeat hurts my ego or I should become even more offensive than I ever was before even though I know they're right because the best defense is offense right? so if they got me then I should get even more aggressive than I was before. Because I don't want to... You know what that is? A person is running away from what they just found inside themselves. They can't face it. They can't face it, they become even more aggressive. So, what was happening inside that nobody saw? Innakum أَنْتُمُ You, yourselves, are the ones that are wrong. Then they turn back their heads. And this is an expression for arrogance. They lifted it. What did you just say? Did you just… Oh no, he didn't. This is… them. Did you just cross that line? You better not have… And now when they get this mad, you know what that shows? That shows that they're trying to make Ibrahim feel like he said something terribly wrong. Because if you're talking to somebody and they say, What just came out of your mouth? Say that again. What did you just say? When somebody talks like that, you know what they're saying? They're saying what you have said is completely outrageous. You're completely wrong. And I can, I'm so offended at how vile what you came out of your mouth is. While the truth is, they looked inside themselves and they found the vile ugliness inside themselves and they want to cover that up and make you feel what they're actually feeling inside. They're projecting it onto you. And this, they study this in psychology, they call it projection. They call it projection. And how someone who has deep hatred for themselves exhibits hatred towards others. They won't even realize it themselves because looking inside hurts too much. You know? And here Allah in such brief language highlights something that's so deeply studied in the world of psychology. Summa nukisu يَنْطِقُونَ Stop playing games with us. You already know they don't talk. These don't talk. مَا يَنْتِقُونَ these, these don't talk at all. You know that already. We're not playing games right now. Hurry up and tell us what you did. You, you better admit what you did. So they, they're, they're losing it in front of them and he says, So then you worship other than Allah. مَا شَيْئًا Someone who doesn't benefit you in any way, shape or form. وَلَا يَضُرُّكُمْ And doesn't harm you. Because if you're saying I did this, they should have destroyed me. Who am I compared to gods of yours? How can I get away with that? And so you're, you t- you're telling me they can't even speak? You're telling me that they don't speak. <laughs> well, why do you speak to them? Right? And so when he says this, <laughs> And then you're mad? Or oh, you think you're mad and I'm going to back down because you're angry? No, I'm mad back at you. Ufilakum. Ah, oh, you people. That's the translation of ufilakum. Uf has come out of classical Arabic into many other cultures of Muslims. This Quranic word became famous and I believe people that speak Farsi use it, I believe people in Bahasa language use it, Urdu speakers use it. Uf. Right? But the original sense of it is I can't believe you people. They're saying to him, I can't believe you. And he's saying, like, no, actually, I can't believe all of you. wa <laughs> And whatever it is that you worship other than Allah, whatever this nonsense is that you worship. I can't believe you people and this nonsense that you worship. تَعْقِلُونَ <laughs> Don't you then think? You don't use your heads? So now hes he's making them he's questioning them as people that are acting stupidly. He's putting them in that place. God oh, now, now see, at this point, this has escalated where it couldn't possibly escalate anymore. And they could now, if there was ever a time to show him to, to defeat him, there's two options that you can take. You can either, you know, disprove him and everything he's saying. You can show him how ridiculous his worldview is. How those gods are actually real. You can show it to him. You can prove it to him. And you can humiliate him before you kill him. Because if you kill him without doing that, then there will be people in the audience that even though openly they don't say it, deep inside many of them رَجَعُوا إِلَىٰ أَنفُسِهِمْ They'll go deep inside themselves, and only some of the loud ones came back and became more arrogant, but some others might be influenced by what he's saying. So if you kill him right now, he actually wins. He actually wins. Because you didn't respond, you didn't have a response. So if you had a response, this was the time to give it. You see with Rasulullah wasallam, he, he was delivering the Qur'an to uh, the, the Quraysh. And for some of my students, inshallah, eventually we'll get there. We're going to look at how beautiful and how creative uh, Arabic poetry was before Islam. It it was really creative. It was pretty pretty epic. And they prided themselves on it. And when he started preaching the Qur'an and saying that this is the word of Allah and nothing is like it. Well, these, these are people who are so proud of the words that come out of their mouth. They're so proud of their artistic language. And now you're telling them, no words can match the Qur'an. Somebody should stand up and say, oh, please, bring it, I take your challenge. I take your challenge. I'll produce something like it. Isn't that easy? Isn't that even expected? That's expected, right? If a culture is known nowadays, if a, if a city is known for, and their, their parks are known for the best basketball players, and some guy comes along and says, nobody can beat me. You think everybody will just sit down and just watch him? Or people are going to put him in in his place? They'll take that challenge because they pride themselves over being the best players. Isn't it? In any field, in any realm, when somebody comes along and opens a challenge, then you put them in their place. You think about it. Is it easier for the Quraysh to spend money to try to torture and beat their own, to eventually go to multiple wars, is that the easier road? Or to respond to the Qur'an and just say, hey, look, we produce something, and it's way more popular than the Qur'an is, and it's way more appreciated, it has way more wow factor than the Qur'an ever had. There we go, challenge met. Can you now know your place? Which is an easier option? Just coming up with words or going to war? And they chose going to war. Why? Because there was no answer. Long time ago, Ibrahim a.s., a young boy, posed this question to his entire society. There are elders that have been at the temple, that lead people in their false worship. There are people that teach these stories and they have gray hair. There are elders among them. They should be able to come up with answers, right? They, they're dealing with this and they're, they're teaching that religion for years and years and years. They should be able to put Ibrahim in his place, a.s. But none of them have an answer. And the only answer they have is, harriku burn him, burn him alive, burn him alive. Set him on fire. Why set him on fire? Because when you come across someone who is right and you know that you're wrong, then again, you have a choice. Your choices are either you admit that you're wrong, but that's a kind of defeat, Uh, Or you become more aggressive, and there's another thing that happens. Now you have a hatred for someone who showed you how wrong you are. You don't just want... It's not even about right and wrong anymore. Now you hate this person who's right. And you want to see them destroyed for making you look inside yourself. Because it wasn't a pretty picture inside. You develop spite for them because they said something right. Allah is teaching us a profound reality about people who speak the truth they get hated, deeply hated. Like the people who hate them don't just dislike them, they despise them, they hate them. They hate them. For nothing they've ever done to them, except speak the truth. And the level of hatred will be intense, absolutely intense. And so he says, they, they say, as a town, they say, burn him alive. And then they proved his point. They said they didn't just say burn him alive, they said, وَنْصُرُوا آلِيهَتَكُمْ And aid your gods. Help your gods by burning him alive. It's almost like saying avenge your gods. Oh, so your gods aren't capable of even doing that? (laughs) Like you guys say when this god attacked that god, he fought back and destroyed him with this, and then they fought back, and they engaged in these epic wars, and... That's where the storms come from, and that's where this comes from, and that's where the thunder comes from, and that's where the earthquake comes from, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, right? You guys talk about these mighty gods that have power over the forces of nature, and yet they're not powerful enough to avenge this one boy. You must help them. So your entire religion was, they will, these gods will help us, and now this religion is about you helping your gods? Wansuru Alihatakum? in kuntum fa'ilin if there's anything you're going to do that's what you better do and this in kuntum fa'ilin also is a suggestion stop thinking just do it just do it this is the only thing we can do we have to please the gods we have to make it right with them we have to help them we've they've been hurt so wa ali alihatakum in kuntum fa'ilin this is the exchange and by the end of this exchange what do you realize you realize that a time comes where people cannot be reasoned with they cannot be reasoned with. And if, they, if, if the conversation goes far enough, then you'll find they just want to destroy you. There's nothing else you can do. There's, there's, the, this point was reached between Rasulullah and the Quraysh. This point was reached between Lut and his nation. This point was reached between Musa and Fir'aun. The same point is being reached now between Ibrahim and his people. This, it's the same point, where there's a, basically a point of no return. There's no point in reasoning. And alhamdulillah, we're not living in times where nations get destroyed for disagreement. But what we have to learn from this is other things. We do have to learn from this that there are people in our life that you have to be smart enough to recognize that a point comes in the conversation, but there's no point further in the conversation. There's nothing left to be said. The only thing that this does is increase them in more spite and hatred. So you saying something is not even being heard anymore. They can't even hear it. What they had to hear, they took deep inside themselves, they found it to be true, and they hated the fact that it was true. Because that's really what, what kufr is. You find it to be true and you want to bury it because you can't face it, or you, find it to be, or you find it to be true and you accept it, and you humble yourself before Allah. Because accepting the truth is not losing to somebody. Accepting the truth is winning before Allah We submit ourselves to the truth because we're servants of Allah. Not because we allowed somebody win in an argument. You know? There's lots of factors at play here. How could we listen to a boy, a child? Who's he to tell us? How could all of us be wrong and he's right? There's lots of reasons to think that he can't be right. But none of those reasons have to do with thinking. They have to do with, oh, the majority is always right. How can you go against everybody? Which is an argument you'll hear in life. When you say, why are we doing this? Everybody does it, what do you mean? What do you mean? You're gonna question everybody now? That's this crowd. They, they think like this. Hey, why are we doing this? But your family does it, and we've been doing it for generations. Oh, you think you're better than everybody? You think you're better than grandpa? This is the same people. You know what? You keep at this, and you are going to get kicked out of this house. You watch what I do with you, if you ever bring this up again. That's these people. These people again. Burn him, right? Can't stand it. Can't stand it. So this kind of intolerance, Allah is describing this to us. Again, I remind you, Allah keeps saying we are the religion of our father Ibrahim salam. And Allah put him through experiences because he knew that Ibrahim salam is going to father the, you know, he's going to be the spiritual father of the, the, this ummah and so many ummah even before us. All the way through until Judgment Day and we're going to need to be, figure out how to face those situations. We're going to face the same situation because we're in the religion of Ibrahim Alayhi We're going to have to relive some droplets of his life here, there, and everywhere, right? May Allah make us more like Ibrahim Alayhi Salaam, more and more like him, and less and less like his people. Barakallahu <laughs> li wa fil Qur'an al-hakim. Wa wa al-Ayati wa al-hakim. Alhamdulillah, wa kafa'u, salatu wa salamu, wa ala ibadihi al-lazhin as-tafa'u, khususan ala afdalihim wa khatamin nabiyin, Muhammadin al-Amin, wa ala alihi wa sahbihi ajma'in. Qala Allah Azza wa Jal fi kitabihi al-Karim, ba'da an aqula, A'udhu billahi min ash-shaytanirrajim. Innallaha wa malaykatahu yusallun ala nabiyya ayyuhaladzhin aamanu, sallu alayhi wa sallimu taslima. Allahumma salli ala Muhammadin wa ala 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 Muhammad, kama salli ta ala Ibrahim wa ala ala Ibrahim afil alamin, innaka hamidun majid. اللهم بارك على محمد وعلى آل محمد كما باركت على إبراهيم وعلى آل إبراهيم في العالمين إنك حميد مجيد عباد الله رحمكم الله تقول الله إن الله يأمر بالعدل والإحسان وإيتاء ذي القربان عن الفحشاء والمنكر ولا الله أكبر والله يعلم ما تصنعون أخر الصلاة إن صلاتها كانت على المؤمنين كتاب